ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Basement Friday. It's your boy, Fongadelic General, Mr. Slow Jam City is back. Talk to him, brother Aaron. Talk to him. Man, it's your boy, Aaron Fuentesetti, and we, we, we lost a good one, man. We lost man, a we good lost, one. We lost a good one, man. We 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 lost we lost legendary and royalty in one in one day. That's crazy, man. But definitely. But before we get into before we get into all that, man, you know, we got always shout out our lovely producer. Definitely. You know what I'm <laughs> also our lovely producer. You know. He always over there making all these faces. Always side with her. But that's okay. Hey, look, <laughs> but hey, that's look. okay. Hey, look, you know. I mean, I'm in the crib this week, you know. That's that's okay. As long as as long as the checks keep coming every two weeks, <laughs> I'm all I'm you I'm all for it. I'm all for it, Mr. Producer. As long as the checks keep coming in. You hear that what? random voice in the background? That's the producer. He don't talk often, but you know. I know, right? He 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 legit just sit back and just he record, do what he gotta do. He getting paid. Eric getting paid. I'm getting paid. I guess that's all that matters. That's what we're <laughs> he, he, he like, your paycheck's coming through, can you? I'm like, well, can't complain about that. So, Hey, Eric, you, you think I can buy $15? <laughs> hey, hey, look, man, you know. I, I got to talk to the producer, you know. I got 20. I got to make sure we going on schedule. He, 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 they kind of short my check. You know, I, I got to tap in. I got to tap in, too, you know. You think about 15 hours? I, I got you. I got you. All right, all right. Don't tell producer. No, I ain't asking nothing, Mr. Producer. Thank y'all. Been with. We talking. <laughs> Don't tell producer, you know. <laughs> hey, but let's go ahead and get into the five-minute rap, man. Brother Eric, man. What you got for, man? What you got for? All right, so I, I'm gonna get into my little altercation at the store. So you know, so, oh Lord, what happened now? So you know, you had some of the cashiers that ain't really doing the job right. So I, I I went to the store. I went to the store and I got a little something, you know, something to hold me over for the weekend. So I put my stuff on the counter. Now this uh girl, right? Yeah, this girl called herself, you know, singing and, you know, I, I don't know what it is. She's not paying attention. She's singing while I'm ringing my stuff up. And people behind me could clearly see what I got. So I put all my stuff up. I ring my stuff when it's time to pay. You know, she not paying attention. She just pushing buttons and mm -hmm. she ring up my total. Now, for me, I look at my total and, you know, every time you ring a new item up the total changes yeah so when i first seen a title uh not the title but the total i looked and it was like three something so i'm thinking the number's still going to keep going but i already put my card in waiting for it to finish she talking to somebody else and then that's when the transaction went through so i'm thinking i got my total i get my receipt get my bags step outside the door so i'm halfway to the car she come outside yelling, excuse me, sir, you ain't paid for your stuff. What? <laughs> what? So I'm sitting here in the parking lot with bags in my hand, looking around. Other people looking at me. I, I'm confused because I got the receipt. I got the bags. <laughs> like, you like, ma'am, I got my receipt right here. What are you talking about? Bro, like, that, <laughs> like, 
talking about? That's exactly what I said. I look down. I look at my hands. I see my receipt. I see my bags. I go back in the store, and I'm, I'm confused. I'm bewildered. People behind me. I look. It's a line. It's a whole line. So I go up, and she said, "You ain't pay for your stuff." And I was like, "I got a receipt right here, man." I was, I, I was like, "I got a receipt." The security was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. Just, just, just go up there." <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, me being a security guard, I've definitely had to deal with that for you. But listen, man, I know, man. Just, just, just step back. And, yo, I, I, I know, I know. Trust me, I know. Nah, nah. Like, you know, everybody's yeah. comments. Most times, the person get riled up. What you mean I ain't paid for work? You mean that joke, man? I, I, I know you paid for your stuff. Your receipt is right here. I can see your receipt. Just step back in. Hey, I don't know what they about to do. I don't know what they're looking for. But, ma'am, I'm looking right at your receipt. You paid for your stuff. You good? Yeah, because I'm looking, everybody sees me. The people in the line saw me, the security saw me, the lady saw me, everybody saw me. So I'm just not even tripping off that. But I go on the line, she's like, Oh, I just thought you had this. I thought you and a girl behind you were together. The girl that was behind me looking at me, and I'm like, Hey, I don't know. I, so I, I, I pay for the rest of my stuff. I leave. And for me, it's not even the fact that I didn't pay for my stuff. She's talking about, oh, I thought you were together. You should have been paying attention. That That's that's on you. So it's not even the fact that I didn't, quote unquote, pay for my stuff, which I did. It's the fact that you ran out of the store all out. Excuse me, sir, you didn't pay for my stuff. Making it look like something is not. Like, I got to receive the bags. Now people looking at me like I'm stealing. I'm like, first of all, if I was stealing, I would have been gone. <laughs> I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You had turned around. You would have just gotten a car and dip. Like, trust me, I didn't see the two. He said, "Now the real question is with this story. This is a very what store was this?" Oh man! Oh man! It's uh, what is it? Save a lot. <laughs> this is not the save a lot. <laughs> you already know. You already know. Ah, uh, first of all, which save a lot do? Oh, uh, which one was it? Uh, the one that see pleasant. Yeah. Oh, that John, that John hood as hell, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that hood as hell, bro. <laughs> I, I, I went there. You know, what I mean, I was just like, man, this crazy. Like, like you already know, like, bro, that one just. <laughs> that John, that John ride you trust me. I know, bro. Yeah. I'm sure. Save a lot, y'all owe my man an apology. I I want to talk to the court. I want to talk to court. <laughs> you owe my man an apology. You need to tell the cashier. Listen, we ain't trying to tell nobody that they need to lose their job, but you need to tell your cashier that they need to pay attention. I'm yeah. gonna just tell you like that. You need to tell them they need to pay attention. We ain't trying to tell nobody to lose their job because we want everybody to keep their, get their job and get their money. But you need to pay attention. All right, you need to pay attention. Don't be in there talking to everybody. Else. Beep, beep. Oh, you ain't paying your stuff. I pay for all my stuff. Right. Don't do my man like that in no store. Look, man, that, that situation was crazy because I'm standing here. I'm like, uh, what? Making me look like the bad guy. You up here singing and dancing, ain't even paying attention. I'm like, see, this is why you need professional people up here. Y'all just hiring anybody. Especially if that save a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I know that save a lot. I know it very well, actually. <laughs> I, I know very well. 
Very. Uh, what, um, what, what you got for this week? Ah, oh, man. So you guys already know, you know, man, with this episode, this episode coming out today. Two things. Two things, man. So everybody know that next week is going to be 420. So it's going to be 420 weekend. So with this past week, this, this past week, and then next past week, I'm going to be probably working about like, well, about what, 14 days straight? That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work. Dang. Fourteen, like fourteen days. So from literally from like Monday to next Friday. So Monday to next Friday. Who, who talk? Who talking about hurting? Talking about hurting. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got a long way to go, ladies and gents, man. But we're gonna get through it. All my stoners, y'all make sure y'all celebrate four twenty though. However though. That's my first thing. My second thing is this, though. <sighs> With all the content that I put out, coming on the, coming on the podcast with my man Aaron every week. <sighs> I'm a hardworking brother. You know, man, I'm a hardworking dude. So I'm going to just say it like this. I'm going to keep it short. So next month, so Monday, guys, Monday the 19th, your boy Funk with Delhi turns 28. That's true. <laughs> your, your boy Fogan doesn't turn 28. Big ah, 2 8. Ah! <laughs> Hardest working man on the planet. Ah! Hey, man, like I said, man, I was good. For everybody that gives me an early like birthday shout out, I appreciate it 100%. You know, man, like the work don't stop, the grind don't stop. You know, we come on this on this podcast each and every week. That's never going to stop each and every week. You know what I mean? And I know I do a lot of uh, TikTok skits and real skits and, you know, all these big wild things that I be doing and the Just Keeping It Funky series and all these things that I do, man. But I just want to let you guys know I appreciate you guys 100%. And I'm getting old. Enjoy your youth. <laughs> Enjoy your youth. Hey, look, man, you know, one more, one more year. Time creeping up. I ain't do all I all I want for my birthday is retired family life, have some kids, live in the suburbs, and call it a day. That's that's my only birthday wish this year, guys. Is retired, settle down with a beautiful queen, have some kids, and live in the suburbs in a nice house. That's all I want to do. That's all I'm probably gonna ask for. I know that's somebody right. probably look, I know somebody probably looking like, like oh funky, you ain't you ain't old yet. Like hey, hey, listen, man, I'm trying to just sit back, enjoy my royalties. Mr. Producer, when I say enjoy my royalties, do I got to spell it out for you? I try to enjoy my royalties. I'm trying to sit back and enjoy my, my, my royalties. And the goal, and the goal pretty much, man, moving forward, I know we got to, I know we got to work hard for the money. But for me, even for Brother Aaron, I know we, about, we, we, we not trying to work hard for the money. We try to have the money working for us. Billionaires in the making. You feel me? Speaking to existence. That's right. That's right. Speaking to existence. Speaking to existence. Now let's get funky with it one time. Now earn what you got for him. All right. So today, as as you can see, my background. You know, we we want to talk about all things X, DMX, our boy. They don't know who we be. Oh man. <laughs> we 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 just going to talk about the life of DMX right now. So 
Uh, we want to talk about the beginning. Like, when, when's the first time you heard DMX? Mm, first time I heard DMX, um, LL Cool J, uh, four three two one. So it was LL, it was LL, Method Man, Red Man, Cannabis. Yeah, that was a, that was the first time. That was the first time I like heard of DMX. You know, man, and DMX killed it. You know, man. And, and the thing the thing that made DMX so unique as as an artist, before we get into just him being a person, but what makes him unique as an artist is he took he took like you know, every in, in rap is always like them unique voices or them unique artists. But DMX just brought a different type of style to just being a rapper because he took he took that that dog, he took that dog and made it. And he, you know what I'm he made he made that dog cool. He made that like cool. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you had DMX, but before DMX came out, you had Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Snoop looks like a dog, but Snoop never like really used that dog, like that that dog that dog. He never used it. Well, you had DMX was growling on songs. Like this man was, <laughs> you were like what? You were like you were like what? What? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what kind of that's what kind of gave him that like, ah, right, you know. And he he was real hardcore with it too. So, you know, man. And even when you even when you know before I pass, Aaron, listen to listen to songs like Four Three Two One, um, by LL Cool J. You you heard like you you hear him got that you hear him got that. You 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 hear you hear it in his voice. Even though that song was nowhere near gangster at all, it just had a bunch of talented rappers on it like LL Method Red. You know, it had a, a all-star talent, but you still heard like that. That if, if you run a club, run it down. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, don't be a stupid, learn a lesson. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get you either way. Spread it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, but hey, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna let my earn. I'm gonna let earn Spiegel, Spiegel his first time, his first time with DMX, man. His first, his first, his first encounter listening and. You know, man, just, just talk about my man X, man. Go on, brother. Do your thing, brother. The first time I heard about it was when he really started getting mainstream. Uh, his album, and then there was X, uh, mm. came out. That's when he really started blowing up. Uh, I remember uh, one of his songs that really took off Party Up. And uh -oh. I remember listening to that song, man. Like, everybody was singing that song. You know, that's when the Rough Riders everywhere. You had Eve, you know, she was doing her thing. Uh, you know, Swiss was starting to get into his own. Um, you had a lot of people from the camp, the Rough Riders camp, really starting to make big moves. And DMX was like the star of that uh, of that camp. So he, he was making his moves. He was doing his thing. And that's when I really first started listening to him. And... I remember listening to his songs and it kept making me laugh. You know, as a kid, he was barking, <laughs> and I was just laughing. And I was like, man, who is this guy? Like, usually rappers will rap, but him with the ad-libs and the dog sounds, I was like, you know, this, this guy's cool. You know, the thing about X2, it's like, even, you know, back then, everybody had their camps. You know what I mean? You had Jay-Z with uh, Rockefeller. You had Ja Rule with Murder, Inc. You know, man, you had uh, DMX with Rough Rise. And again, they all had people underneath them, but you all, but you, you know, X, X was just that, X was that star, he was the star of Rough Rise. 
You had the you had the locks with with Sheik with Sheik and and Jada Kiss, and you had E, and you had Swiss as well. But the thing the thing about X two, X was one of the type of dudes that like you look at a song like Party Up, and you look at a song like Rough Riders Anthem, like those those. It's crazy how mainstream them songs were, but them songs went hard as hell though. You know what I mean? It's like y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Like it's like you looking like that's what I'm saying. So you like yo, I'm about to like you about to go to work and be like, hey, I'm about to shut this whole job building down. You look right. Like, you like ooh, hey. and then the song it songs like like what's my name and like get at me dog. You know what I mean? It's like you like listen to it. Especially like get at me dog. It's like. In the stand up, uh, it's been chronicle. He said, You gotta go to the gym and listen to DMX. G- DMX is one of them dudes you, you literally have to be like, you have to be doing something active, like he can get you like up there. You be like, you be like, man, I'm about to knock these push ups out, bro. You right? Be like, you be like, they had a uh, Rough Riders had a thug workout, uh, bro. It's like, man, you know, man, and. The thing about X2 is not only X, he sounds, he he sounds so gangster, but X X he displayed a lot of his not only spiritual side, but he also had the ability to where he he sounds hard all the time, but the man can make a song, he can he can make the most the most love RB-ish kind of track sound good. Like how's it how it's going down? That's a that's an RB type of track. But you got this man 5511 size 70. You were like, oh, you like, oh, I was gonna be here. I was going down. You were like, oh, you like, oh, you like, you know what I'm saying? Like that song, this like when you play that song in the car, it's just like you wouldn't even like, yeah, you could tell it's DMX because his voice. But if you didn't know DMX, you wouldn't think that was DMX. You would think like, who is this? Who is this like gang this soul gangster rapper? Like, who is this? Right. But I don't know, man. X was a talented dude, though. Like a hundred percent though, man. I, I I'll tell you this. Like, I didn't really get into his catalog to until later. Like, as kids, you know, you just listen to whatever's on. Mm-hmm. So me later on. I would say I didn't really like fully get into his catalog until like maybe 2012. And I was just like, all right, let me listen to X. So the thing about X, he was a huge, huge star. It wasn't just like, you know, he was like an I rapper. He was a huge star. His first five albums went platinum. He had two platinum albums in the same year. Mm-hmm. Like um, imagine two platinum albums in the same year. Uh, I remember uh, Woodstock '99. He had the crowd oh, going oh, wild. Yeah, and DMX was one of those artists you really haven't seen since Tupac, where he connected, you know, all races, all uh, different creeds. People can listen to his music, be like, "Yeah, I can relate to this." And that that was when uh the music industry hip hop was going pop and everything was all shiny and popping crystal and stuff like that and the streets were really fiending 
for something that was rough and rugged and edgy and DMX really brought that to the streets. That's why I thought, that's why I think he was so popular because he was the answer that uh, a lot of people were looking for. You know, when you look at, when you look at hip hop at his, at his finest, right? You can, you can go back to the golden age or basically like, I guess the two original, like the two, I guess first, Hip hop songs, of course, you got like people like Curtis Blow, the Sugar, the Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash. You know what I mean? It, it didn't sound like rap because it was brand new. Then you started to see rap elevate. So when it got to like the late '80s and then like the '90s, so of course, gangster rap came out in like the late '80s. You know what I mean? You seen like the the like the NWA. You really seen the NWA kind of embodied that 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 gangster rap culture and then of course west coast made gangster rap more mainstream more popular east coast kind of had their gang you know the wu-tang clan was kind of hardcore rap and all that stuff but when you look at when you look at the wu-tang clan and you look at dmx you don't see a lot of hardcore in the wu-tang clan you know you you hear like especially with songs with songs like songs like cream songs like protect your neck you don't like you, you hear, you hear. Like first, you got nine guys on the mic that can that can spit crazy, but it's like you, you, you turn, you turn to '98 where you got DMX, and like DMX brought that, like he brought that, like it, it was hard, it was hardcore mainstream, but it was, it was, but it was, it was jams all at the same time. Like, like Rough Rider Angel when that joke came out, it was just like, man. <laughs> You like you, you were a kid. You up there wanting to pop willies and get Rottweilers. That's and again, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, like this dude made. And then he like you look at the song. You look at like like I said with X. He went from you look at like songs like Rough Rise Anthem, Get at Me Dog, um, What's My Name, and then he turned around and do songs like How It's Going Down, Angels, and then Slip Them. Like them, like these, like Angels. Angels are very powerful songs. It's a very, it's a very powerful song. And then like again, how like how it's going down. That's one of the most like, that's the most, one of the most smoothest. But you look at DMX, like that's the one of the most gangsters, smoothest songs you can probably listen to. And then slipping, that's a powerful song. That, that was a powerful song as well. Slipping, falling, I can't get up. I got to get up. Like that the chorus by itself is motivational. Like you've been asking like, man. I've been slipping lately. I got to get up. I got. I, I can't just be giving up out here. So like, X brought something different. He brought so much, some a lot of things different to hip hop. You know, I, and you know, as we faded, as we as hip hop faded out the East Coast, West Coast, the Snoop big, uh, the Snoop um, like that's the Snoop, but the pop, the the Death Row Bad Boy, Pop versus Biggie. You know what I mean? Like like the. The, the 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 dog pound like when that whole east west thing like it got all right we got clean slate clean slate and then turn around x come out and it's like it's like damn it's like damn it's like damn this is something different like like this is something different different yeah okay like all right like in reference to uh what you said about pop it's like you can see the similarities yeah you know uh, both buff, bald, rugged dudes who can speak the most gangster uh, lyrics, but could also turn around and 
uh, tap into their poetic side, tap into the uh, soft side, uh, the spiritual side, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, like a lot of people have had this thought where it's like, if Tupac was around maybe two or three years longer, just imagine, you know, the collaboration, just imagine them two in a booth together, in a room together, uh, two, two, two peas of the same Pac uh, mm -hmm. pod, but just like Pac, you know, Pac stomping grounds in New York. So you had X in New York and it just would have made some powerful music just, and it's just one of those what ifs, you know, it's just one of those what ifs, like you, you talk about uh, slipping, you know, yeah. you talk about uh, songs, uh, how it's going down, very romantic songs, slipping, mm -hmm. very powerful songs. I remember going through his catalog, listening to his first album and then his fifth album all the way through. And you can hear the, 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 the intensity in his voice. You know, I remember the Mickey skit, uh, Ja Rule was on and it was just like, you can picture it in your mind everything he's rapping about. You can picture uh, the the emotion. You you might not even gone through it, but it's like, dang, man. I, I feel like I went through these hardships and that's the, the, that's the testament to what kind of artist he was. He was able to paint pictures. Couple of things about X2. Now, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people have said it and I do agree with it. DMX influenced Ja Rule's style in so many different ways. You know what I mean? I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to discredit Ja for nothing because Ja got some, he, he may not have been the most talented rapper, but he got some, he definitely got some rememberable bangers. But if you look at like the look, Ja Rule's look and Ja Rule's voice, Ja Rule just legit, and I'm glad you said it, Ja Rule's legit a put together version of Tupac in DMX. You know what I mean? The bold. I think Ja Rule tried to have a nose ring at one point in time. He was trying to, he, he was always uh, rocking the rags forward. That was Tupac. And then you heard like, you heard like Ja Rule's voice. Woo, baby. That he got there from DMX. He got there from DMX, 100%. He, and, and again, like I said, I know it's probably some big Ja fans out there. Again, Ja Rule, I, I got some Ja Rule bangers too. You know, Always On Time is one of my, is one of my tracks, you know, man. That's one of them cruising vibes. But we can't sit right here and say, like, Ja didn't get inspired by DMX. Like, his, like a lot of his flow, it sounds a lot like DMX. It sounds like a more commercialized, more commercialized uh, DMX. It's more commercialized. Because, yeah. you know, Ja, like, Ja worked with a lot of people. He did a, he would work, work with Ashanti, Christina Million. He worked with a lot of females trying to make more, like, love-ish vibe kind of songs. Yeah. But he was trying to sound gangster on it, you know what I mean? So, oh, I got, no, I got, no, no, you know what I mean? Like, he got there from, he got there from DMX 100%. Like, he went like 50, like 50, you can, you can hear a lot of, like 50 is another kind of mainstream watered down version of DMX as well. You can hear a lot of that in 50. You can hear a lot of that in 50. It's just, it's not as hard as DMX, but it, it, you, if you can tell 50, a lot of 50s sound is kind of influenced by DMX as well. One of, I know a track that a lot of people don't listen to, and it was on the Great Depression, was Miss You with Faith Evans. 
Like this, like, like DMX was pouring his heart out. You know what I mean? He was talking about his family and all that. I was like, damn. I was like, damn, bro. But, and even if you want to fast forward to his later stuff, like, especially like, when, when I seen the song come out, when Lord Give Me a Sign came out, I was like, yo, Slim really like, Slim really going through like some spiritual changes. And it's like, you try, again, DMX has always been motivational. It's like you you don't like you mixing like motivation, gospel, and hardcore hip hop all together. You know what I mean? Because especially when that song came on, just like you got the, you got like the, the choir about just Lord give me a sign. You like oh you like you like this though it's, it's it's motivational, spiritual, and hardcore all at the same time. So that's why I was just like I was like damn bro. Yeah, we we could definitely get into his music. We could get into his uh. His movies, when he started making movies, he was in a film with Leah. He was in a film with Jet Lee. Uh, he 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 did films with all kinds of people. And it's just when him going mainstream was just that added factor. You know, once you start being a hit in the music industry, Hollywood starts calling. They're like, hey, you want to do a couple films? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. And that's when he took off to the stratosphere. You know, uh, those movies are really caught favorites. Uh uh, it, and it's just a testament to versatility. You know, I yeah. remember the I remember the Def Jam he did where he was talking about the industry and it shows him a deep thinker, you know, how deep of a thinker he was. He really analyzed a lot of things. And uh, later on in his life, you know, just speaking about how he showed uh, at, at, as you get older, you know, you don't really care to be so thugged out and you know, so rough around the edges. You just want to show your human side. So he was definitely a man of the culture, uh, a man we could definitely laugh with, cry with, uh, get at me, dog, get angry with, you know, feel like you want to punch somebody. The next song, you want to hug somebody, you know, calling out uh, 30 different girls' names, you know. <laughs> but, hey, hey that's, that song is forever going to be a classic, though. Shout out to Cisco too. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you would never, you would never picture X doing a song like like what these girls want, bro. You never, you never would expect yeah. X to do a song like this, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, man, I can't, I can't remember the song like word for word right now, but it's like my man said, like once they, once he, ah, I can't, I can't remember that. Joke. I'm gonna have to come back to that joke later, but nah. But when, when you, I'm glad you touched on versatility with X too because. X, X went from, like you said, the cult, the cult movies. You know what I mean? Exit Wound, um, Romeo Must Die. And it's like, damn. Crazy to the Grave. You know, and crazy, like Cradle to the Grave as well. You know what I mean? Like these might not have been like the biggest blockbuster movies, but it just shows like, yo, X had, he had a side, he had a side, he had a side about him where just like, even, even in his movies, even in his movies, he was still, you know, he was acting, but he still was X. You know what I mean? Like, especially Romeo was down at the club scene. You know what I mean? Like, like that joke by itself, I was like, I was like, like, first of all, his name was Silk. That's that's cool. Like, he had a Silk Miami shirt. I said, I said, y'all see what y'all did there, though, man. But his most his most notorious movie that I really, that really, I think, put him on the map was Belly. Because Belly, first of all, Belly is like one of the most under like it's 
is one of them, it's not underrated. And you know, it's it's one of them type of if you don't if you don't like gangster films, you probably won't watch Belly. It, it's another cult favorite. Yeah, if you don't watch gangster films, you probably won't watch Belly. But for somebody like myself who watched Menace to Society and Boys in the Hood, you know, Belly, like Belly really, Belly really put my man out there because that was a role that he fit perfectly for. That really showed like, yo, like this is DMX. Like this is you. My man Tommy Buns, whatever you want, whatever. Like he had about two different names in that jump, but it's just like, bruh, he had so many. He that like that movie by itself was just like that jump, that jump embodied like his just his personality by itself, too, man. But I mean, brother Aaron talked to him, man. I'm getting emotional, man. Man, we 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 going to talk about you know we talking about what kind of person he was musical wise movie wise we could talk about uh tap into his later years about the the joy he gave us just everyday stuff you know how he'll become a part of pop culture like one of my favorite things when it came to x uh was every christmas right every christmas i would look forward to that time of the year because I remember, I think he was on uh, Power 105 and he was singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That jump, that's legendary, bro. That's legendary. I, I I listen to it every time it's Christmas season, I go listen to that. And sometimes he rap, like some of the lyrics he rap, you know, I just laugh. I just laugh. I was like, man, this man is going hard. This man's into it. But that Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's my jam. That's that's always going to be my jam. First of all, you know, man. Now, guys, like I said, I had to because I had to remember this line word for word, though. But when you look at when you look at like when you look at him and Cisco, legit, I fuck with these hoes from a distance. The instant they start catching feeling, I start stealing their shit, <laughs> and then I'm out like a thief in the night. Who the hell says stuff like that? Like who the hell says stuff like that, yo? Like that, like the instant they start killing, start catching feelings, I start stealing it. You look at like, wow, <laughs> wow. Right. We we yeah. also got we also got to talk about his freestyle with Jay Z. Uh, oh yeah. Oh no. The, 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 it was like the little the tour that it was on. It was Jay Z. It was Jay Z. Dmx. Method Man. Red Man. Yeah. That that tour too. Pin stripes to your windpipe. I was like, oh man. I said that was like that was like damn, bro. And then like. <laughs> No, you, you go ahead, bro. You go ahead, bro. I, I, I was just I was just thinking like the ability to still freestyle and he did that later on. He met up with Jay-Z and still had bars and been able to uh on the spot. Just that's something uh a lot of rappers can't do, you know. Something we talked about. A lot of rappers don't have the ability to freestyle and X when he said he gonna give it to you. He really meant that. Whether the style, the edginess, the 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 language he would use, you know, was just so captivating, and it really can turn anybody to a fan. You could be a white boy from Oklahoma, you a DMX fan. You could be a black boy from Bronx, New York, DMX fan. But that that kind of range that he brought, whatever he did, was just something magical. Now. You can look at you can even look at some of DMX's features. You know what I'm saying? Like life is what you make it. Like with him and Nas, he 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 crushed his version of that joke. 
money cash holes with Jay-Z. Um, and, and again, even you look at it like, and this is a very, I know it's like a very underrated song or a lot of songs people probably don't know, but put your money, put your uh, put your money with Ludacris. Like he didn't say us, he didn't have a single verse. All he did was sing the chorus of that joint. And he made the chorus sound even better. Cause again, you come on there with that, that growl, that barking, it's just like, man. I can't lie, but I know I'm gonna say one thing though, know, and I know a lot of people agree with me. If you, if if you guys, you, just like Twitter said, you had to be there. Fighting DMX on Def Jam Vendetta, you uh, had to be there because De- DMX was a hard dude to beat on Def Jam Vendetta, bro. That's I'm when. That's when he was the uh the the theme X gonna give it to you, and they put that in the commercials. DMX, oh man, no joke. Hell, like, they they made DMX character hard as hell. I said, bro, I was like, bro, what? I said, yo, I could. It took us a it took like me, my brother, my sister a couple of tries to beat DMX, like a, a couple, because I was like, yo. It, we're not gonna beat this dude just like on one on one try. Like, nah, DMS character was DMS character was legit on that joint though. But nah, you 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 really seen like you really, even even in his later years. I know after like his last album in two thousand and six, you really started to see DMS become just that culture icon. You know what I mean? He giving back. He giving back love to the game. You know what I mean? That's just what he was doing. Like you. You mean you mean all these new guys? Like I see him do. I seen him meet Nipsey for the first time. I seen him, you know, man, like like MGK, like Machine Gun Kelly wanted to work with him. You know, man, all you know, all these all these different everybody everybody just loved DMX. You know, man, you wouldn't look at DMX like you wouldn't look at DMX as like in his earlier days. You wouldn't look at him as one of the most approachable guys because you probably look like those like he walking around. He walking around with. Jumpers half button, like Tim's on the two pit bulls with him. You think like, yo, this I, he looked unapproachable. Like you look, like, I don't want to mess with this guy. But it's just like now you like even after after he pretty much he I kind of stepped away from rap and started doing his own thing. It's like you think like, man, like X is just right. He's just a regular guy. You know, you 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 talk to X like it's just you know like another day. You know, X gives some blessing words like. You could go to X and be like, man, I'm, I'm in a slump right now. This might give you a whole prayer, a whole motivation, and you'd be like, thanks, X. Yeah, and thanks, that, X. that's another testament to that because X, you know, he made it known he was a man of God. You know, he made it known he was in that spiritual walk. Uh, you could look through his music. You could look through his speaking. I think one time he was on uh, Instagram Live and he was reading the Bible to people. And you know, X in his voice reading the Bible, you know, he he reads scriptures. He like, dog, this right here, man. Y'all gotta listen to this. <laughs> and, and then dog say, "What well, God? He gonna tell you?" You looking like you just, you trying to read like, I, right? Like, yeah, let me go. Let me go get my Bible because I'm reading. I'm reading. He read. He read. Right. He, he make the Bible. He like, I, and again, I, I'm not trying to go religious. I'm not trying to go over, but X the type of dude, if you heard X reading the Bible, that joke will make you legit be like, yo, why is he making the Bible sound like so cool though? Like, like, like just imagine, you know, you have one of them apps where he just read the whole Bible. You're like, you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> thou shall not kill. 
thou shalt not steal. You be like, oh, I, I, I ain't gonna do none of that. I say today, we're gonna read chapter two, verse seven. You be looking like chapter two, verse seven. Where is it? Like, oh, this is oh, this is powerful. You be looking like, yeah. You be like, oh, Jesus Christ, like Jesus. So it's just like you, you could just imagine them type of things. Just like, man, like X read the Bible, like he reading the Bible. You know, he's one of them. He's one of them true dudes that like when his time in the music game was up. He legit stepped away and just said, you know what? I'm gonna embody a whole nother culture. Now we all know X been battling with drugs for most of his most of his, his life, you know, most of his career. Yeah. You know, but the fact that he again, he just he was just enjoying, he was just enjoying it, brother. He was just, man, I'm I'm here for the culture. I'm here. I'm I'm just here. You know, man, I'm here help trying to help anybody, blessings on everybody. I'm glad we got a verses with him. Before he passed on you know, him and Snoop, you know, battle with the dogs. He he did a prayer on that joint before the show got started. So it was just like, it's like, damn, bro. Yeah, man. and it's just like, you know, with him, he had his troubles, you know, he he had his run-ins with the law and things like that. But one thing I want to point out to is the fact that a lot of legends, as big as he was and as much as uh he was going. Uh, a lot of legends in that position kind of die early. So yeah. even though 50 is a young age to go, we got a chance to see X really live life. You know, yeah. we, we got a chance to see X get gray. And, and that's yeah. something, you know, even though he passed and we're upset about it, 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 there's comfort knowing that, all right, he got to live life. He got to, show off his sensitive side. He just got to step away from music and really show people who he was. And another video where he was trying to calm his daughter down on a ride. And I like a lot of people showing this uh, other sides and bringing out their stories and about DMX and how they was and how he was this really sensitive guy, you know, underneath the roughness, there was a sense of guys, kind of like the concrete roads, you know, where it's like this rough, uh, terrain you know you got this soft uh uh spirit really reaching out to people and i think that was cool for me you know x was really 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 cool really somebody that you can look at and say there will never be another one of these it, it's never it's never ever going to be you know another dmx i mean like even you look at the video when he was on the roller coaster with the, the kid next to him like this is dmx just having fun on a roller coaster yeah you know what i mean and it's like and even dmx said it before he passed away he said if if him and 50 had a kid it would be pop smoke i don't care how deep you know in rest in peace with pop smoke i don't i don't i don't care how deep pop smoke voice was he 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 didn't come close to dmx you know what I mean? Like he didn't come close. Cause again, even when uh when uh when Dior came out by Pop Smoke, you heard it, you heard him growl. It, it'll probably it'll never be another growl like DMX. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that was more of a moment of passing the torch, you know, which yeah. you got you gotta respect. But you know, as far as DMX, you know, uh, a lot of people listen to his music. They said he had an album finished before he died, um, I, I listened to it, you know, I'm gonna go see what's up. But, you know, of course, I'm gonna go listen to the classics. I'm gonna go 
do my cycle, circle around the block one more time, listen to his albums from the very beginning, catch up on some classics because, you know, it's always time for X. And see, the newer generation may not know DMX like we know DMX, you know? Yeah. If DMX were to put out an album right now, the new generation won't listen to it because they're like, oh, he's just, he's, oh, he's just some old school, some old veteran rapper. That's fine. You know, I mean, his music is built for his core fan base. It's people that known him for a very long time. You know what I mean? Like, this man gave, this man has given the world classics. I'm talking about classics. Like, when you hear X gonna give it to you, when you hear Paul, when you hear Party Up, as soon as you hear that, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Like, when you hear those songs, when you hear, when you hear Rough Ride and the stop. Drop like Zeus, that don't come on. It's just like, it's like, damn, bro. I know, I know it's been songs, it's been songs. You got a lot of more rougher songs than that, but it's just like, this man John was, this, that was a, that was a commercial. That was a, it was a commercial, but yeah, it was hard though. Yeah. You know, what I mean? and it was still lyrical. It still was lyrical as hell. You know what I mean? Not too many people, not too many people can still, not too many rappers can do that. They can put out a mainstream, this song go hard as hell, but it's still, it's still lyrical. You know, man. Like, like 50 Cent, like, like that's why, that's why I say like 50 Cent is close to DMX too, because, but 50 Cent made what, 50 Cent wasn't the most talented rapper. He wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, Get Rich or Die Ryan is a classic forever. Like, what like Wayne um um what's the other John? Uh what up like what uh, what up gangster? All them like those those songs go hard they go hard. Many men, all them Jones, but when you look at X catalog, he was a dude that like still he made he made hardcore street music popular, but I mean again, it's, it's never gonna be like where like where the hood at like. Get it on like get it on the floor. Like where the hood at? Like yeah, you you it, it, you never it's never gonna be it's never gonna be no one that's close to another DMX. You know, man. We, we got people that he inspired and influenced this their style, but it, it's it's never gonna be like a man like DMX. Yeah, I just think like life after X, you know. Uh, you're going to see a new generation of people getting in no X, you know. Mm -hmm. His music going to go up, of course. Uh, a whole new generation of people coming up going to learn about DMX and revive, you know, some of the emotions that we felt, you know, all right, this guy right here, he rugged, he cool, you know, he's going to touch a whole new fan base for years to come. And, you know, in, in closing, I just want to say that that's all you can ask for as an artist. You know, whenever you go music, whenever you put something out there, you always think, all right, what's my legacy going to be? You know, am I just going to be a one hit wonder or am I going to have millions of fans long after I'm gone? And X, he definitely accomplished the latter. You know, he got fans from when he first came out to now. And as the years go on, it's still going to be DMX fans. So it's definitely, you're going, it's definitely something you're going to tell your kids like, yeah, when he came out, I was there. You had to be there. You know, from the rappers that's alive, even the rappers that already passed away, like, you can look at, you can look at, like, Snoop. You know, Snoop was one of the, the pioneers, one, 
one of the first on the, the gangster rap scene. You look at a dude who went from six fours and all that to this man on every commercial you can think you can think about now. Like commercial, like Snoop, Snoop is just enjoying life because he's been through that his legal yeah. problems, that gangster life. He's like, you know, what I mean, he's he's enjoying his life. You, there's so many influential rappers that they like. They 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 they're influential now, but when they pass it, it it, it leaves it's gonna leave a mark. You know, DMX has reached that plateau. You know Definitely. what I mean? And, and when Jay-Z, when Jay-Z passes, when Nas passes, when Snoop passes, Eminem passes, we all seen with Biggie and Tupac and Easy E, even though Easy E was not the most lyrical rapper, but just the, the culture he left behind, and you can go back to some of the 80s rappers like Big Daddy Kane and Rock Kim. We know when their time is up as well. You know, X just fits in that category of, yo, like, I may didn't know him. I may didn't get into his catalog. I may didn't know him in his prime. But when he passed, I'm going to go back and say, like, and see what really made X as special as everybody is saying X is. Like, like is he, how, like, how special is this guy? Like, Cause I know when X passed away and I was at work, that's all I heard people coming and say, "Y'all should be playing X all day. Y'all should be playing." Yeah, I don't think everybody want to listen to DMX all day. You yeah. know, I mean, that's something. That's something I would do like on my own time. But you know, just walking in, everybody's like, "Yo, y'all should be playing X. Y'all should be playing X all day." Or you might hear young and be, you might hear young and be like, "They're like, yeah, this is, yeah," you know, or, or not not even a young, but like a, a father might turn to their child and be like. Man, I can't believe DMX passed. And that child might be like, who is DMX? You know what I mean? As a parent, you're going to be looking like, what? Who, who is DMX? You know, who is DMX? You know, that's just, that's just the culture and the impact that he had on people's lives, man. And I mean, so he in a better place, he in a better place now. And I know he up there, he up there growling and barking with God. I know. <laughs> You know, he up there having spiritual conversations with God every day. You know, man, Dear Max is, is watching. He's watching over everybody. You know what I mean? It, you know, his kids, all that stuff. He's he's watching over everybody. And, man, you know, man, hey, X going to give it to us. He going to give it to us forever, man. Definitely. Up. Definitely. Before we head up out here, unless you got any final words. Hey, man. Y'all going to make me lose my mind. All I can do is throw up the cross, man. X forever. Forever. It's a Friday, man. We just gave it to you. Shoot, ah. man. You know, I, I, I always want to be a rough rider, you know. What? Might have to <laughs> might have to get a chain. <laughs> it's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti. It's your boy, Fumbadelic. <laughs> <laughs> we about to here. Peace. <laughs>